I used to spend a lot of time by the wishing well in my back garden as a kid. I didn't have many friends, so I would imagine them. Or pretend I was living in whatever book I was reading. Back against the well and a book in my hand, I never felt quite as alone as I was. I was around eight years old when a nasty boy named Kieran Charles grabbed and emptied my book bag on my way home from school and got the copy of Hans Anderson Fairy Tales that I was halfway through soaked in a puddle. I cried, like most kids do when they're being bullied. Kieran only taunted me more when I got upset, something he had done since we started school and he selected me as his primary victim. Rick, tucker the pig, fucker is crying. <laughs> he jeered, his crowd of evil little mates all laughing, occasionally joining in. I can still hear it now, even after all these years. Pig fucker, pig fucker, pig fucker. <laughs> I ran back home with the sodden book in my arms and tears streaming down my face. Both of my parents worked late so there was no one to greet me or find out what was wrong. I tossed everything but the drenched book on the sofa and went straight back out to the well. I sat there, back to it, flipping through mushy pages and trying to salvage what I could, <laughs> quietly sobbing to myself. That's when I first heard the voice. You should stand up for yourself a little kid. The voice was low and gruff. It sounded as if the person it came from hadn't said a word for a very long time. It made me jump at first, the echo from the depths of the well carrying it in an almost alien way. I peered over the top of the entrance, but it was useless. I had never been able to see past the black, I'd never even heard a tossed coin land. I'd previously convinced myself that it was why my wishes were never granted. My coins still hadn't reached the bottom. Sometimes I imagined that it was a gateway right through the earth and my coins were floating in outer space. Who's down there? I asked nervously, my voice shaking a little. Me? Ha! <laughs> Bet you didn't expect that answer. <laughs> the voice bellowed back, reveling in laughter at its own poor joke. Are you stuck? Maybe, kid. Or maybe I was just meant to be here, right now, to help you out a little. I continued staring into the dark abyss, and after the welcome distraction, was reminded of my miserable existence. How are you going to help me? You're stuck in a well. Shouldn't I help you? I asked, genuinely confused. The well <laughs> erupted in laughter, mocking, scornful laughter. Just like Kieran Charles and his mean friends, it made me feel tiny. Kid, you can't even stop some little cretins from attacking you. Let's deal with that first. You can't stop them teasing me from a well, I replied, my literal childlike mind struggling to get past the obvious barrier. Jeez, kid. You're pretty fixated on that, aren't you? I wasn't proposing I went and beat up their dads. Then how are you going to help me? For a few minutes, there was silence. I started to accept that I'd probably imagined the voice and that I was just writing stories in my head until it spoke again, raspy and hoarse in a far more serious tone than before. I'm gonna grant you three wishes, no more and no less. Once you've made the first wish, you have to make all three. You get to use just one each day, so think carefully, kid. I was eight. I'd watched Aladdin, read all the books I had that featured genies a million times. I was so excited, and the voice knew that. It knew that no child would turn down the prospect of having whatever they wanted in an instant. I was such easy prey. So you're a genie? Aren't they supposed to live in lamps? I thought this was a wishing well. Did you get my coins? I asked a lot of questions. How do you know the films and the books didn't get it wrong? You have no idea what I am. Ha! <laughs> Maybe I can be the genie of the well. That sure sounds mysterious. Anyway, I don't have an eternity. Ha! <laughs> 
He laughed at an irony I didn't understand at that age, but wish now that I had. Okay, my first wish is infinite wishes. <laughs> More vicious, mocking laughter ensued. Wow, even after I just told you the rules. Free wishes, no more, no less. I'll let you off on that one, kid. Fresh start. This is your last chance to back out and be a loser. Or make a wish and I can make your dreams come true. I didn't say anything for a while. I thought hard about what I really wanted. There were so many things. Like a lot of children that age, I desperately wanted a pet. I craved that companionship. Sure, I could have dreamed bigger, but my thought process wasn't too complex at eight. I wish I had a dog that I could take to the park that was big enough to scare the bullies so they leave me alone. There was a strange sound coming from the well. An echo of soft, wind chime-like noises, getting louder as they made their way up the stone. Turn around, kid. The voice echoed from the darkness that I continued to stare into. I did as I was told and looked in the opposite direction, towards the back corner of our garden that was littered with thick shrubbery. Slowly, a large, muscular canine figure emerged from amongst the trees. It was unlike any dog I'd ever seen, mostly because it wasn't a dog at all. The genie in the well had sent me a wolf, baring its sharp teeth as thick white slobber exploded from its mouth. I stepped back slowly, eyes on the wolf as I gripped the well behind me for comfort. Don't be scared, kid. He's yours. Just like you asked for. I wanted him to scare Kieran, not me. Well, then maybe you should have been a bit more specific. They're your wishes. Give him a chance. I think he's pretty cool. Why don't you take him to the park? The wolf got a little closer and I audibly whimpered. Just go towards him, you won't hurt you. Terrified, I did as the voice said and took a step forward. The genie had been telling the truth. The wolf lowered his head and nuzzled it against my outstretched hand before dropping to the floor and rolling onto his back, tail wagging as his ears rubbed against the grass, catching the thick white slobber that dripped. See, kid? Go. Enjoy. Come back with your second wish tomorrow. I tried to keep talking, but the genie stopped responding. I was left alone with my new wolf, who I aptly named Raja, after the tiger in Aladdin. The park was down an alley by the side of my house. It wasn't used much, which is why I think the genie told me to go there. Had I walked the streets with the gigantic beast I'd been granted, I'd have probably caused quite a scene. Raja followed me loyally through to the open clearing, where a few familiar kids still played in sun. I knew that it was where Kieran and his friends would go after school, but I believed they would stay away from the wolf and maybe finally leave me alone. Look, pig fucker's about to get eaten! <laughs> Kieran shouted, getting up and trying to run once he spotted us coming towards them. It disheartened me that even in pure terror he could find the time to torment me. I never got a chance for those mean kids to know that the wolf belonged to me. But I did get my wish, after Raja suddenly changed and sprinted at them, mauling all but Kieran to death. The police were called quickly and I watched as they shot my hours old pet. It wasn't what I expected, but it was the outcome I'd asked for. The bullies would leave me alone after that. The injuries that Kieran suffered put him in a hospital until he eventually died three hours later, before I even got home. It was a slow and painful way for anyone to go. I hated Kieran, but I hadn't wanted him dead. My wish had become a nightmare in a matter of hours. The happy times of throwing a stick with my new friend that I'd hoped for were replaced by flashing sirens and images of mutilated kids. Then ultimately, by midnight, I was back to square one, sad and alone. Except now, I had a wasted wish and a boatload of trauma. My parents tried to ask what happened, how I'd managed to get away from the wolf, but they didn't push too hard. 
they were just grateful that I was alive. I spent the night in tears, frustrated and scared as I remembered the genie's words. Once you've made the first wish, you have to make all three. One each day. My parents called into school the next morning and my mum stayed home from work to be with me. My dad was travelling for a conference so was going to be away for a few days and they didn't want me left alone. Mum tried. She really did. She put on my favourite films, cooked my favourite food, and asked about what I was reading. Her efforts were useless though, and eventually she agreed to let me sit outside with a book by the well. My heart pounded at the thought of making another wish, especially with someone home this time. I couldn't think of anything that felt safe after the outcome of what I thought was a relatively simple request. I sat down where I always did and leant my back against the well. I waited a while, staring at the nearest window to make sure my mum wasn't standing there, watching me, before I finally spoke. Why did you kill those boys? I asked feebly. Welcome back, kid. Firstly, I resent that. I didn't kill those boys. You did with your careless wish. Secondly, let's see what you want today. I felt sick. To be called a murderer at such a young age is devastating. You start to wonder if you really are evil and it's all your fault. I spent my life leading up to that moment with my nose in fantasy books. The prospect of me being an unaware, budding villain felt more plausible than being manipulated. I won't make one. I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Then don't wish for something stupid. Those boys weren't going to be scared of a chihuahua. They needed something more dangerous. I had to send you what you asked for. I don't want anything else from you. It's far too late for that, kid. I told you, free. No less. All the lovely women in that house will die in a far worse way than those bullies did. So make your wish. I started to cry a little, and once again was met with mocking laughter. I thought long and hard trying to come up with something simple. I didn't mean to even speak out loud when I did, but before I could stop myself, the words were spilling out of my mouth. I wanted some friends and for the other kids not to be dead. I sighed, my statement more an indictment of my situation than anything else. But I realized what I'd done. Consider it granted. Wait, that wasn't it. Please, I wish you a bowl of ice cream. I exclaimed, trying to replace my vague statement with something specific and benign. One each day and you already used yours. Friends, come in your way. See you tomorrow, kid. <laughs> the voice disappeared again and I was left in silence to wonder how this wish would present itself. Nothing emerged from the bushes like the wolf, and I started to grow hopeful that maybe I would get what I actually wanted. Maybe the genie would take pity on me. After all, he did get rid of the bullies. I didn't make it back inside before I heard a piercing scream. Our neighbors were too far away to hear and there was nowhere else it could have come from but my house. I broke into a sprint, a knot forming in my stomach as my imagination worked overdrive to try and figure out how the genie could twist my wish, why my mother might be screaming immediately after it was made. Even my young and overactive imagination couldn't have fathomed what he'd done. As I entered through the back door and slammed it behind me, I could barely move amongst a sea of people about my age. Their age was where the similarities with me ended. Each of the children were individually horrific to look at. Some had graying skin, some had none at all and were merely propped up by bone and muscle. I didn't realize it at the time, but every single one of those children had already died long before they were in my house. He'd granted my wish to the letter. Rick! The closest animated corpse shouted in delight, pointing in my direction. It sparked a choir of kids' voices saying my name, not Pigfucker, my real name, all sounding as if they were excited to see me. 
I started getting bombarded with so many questions. They were asking if I wanted to play, what I'd been reading, and if we could watch a movie together, all of them talking over each other. I tried to wade through, searching for my mum, but I couldn't find her. Where is she? I shouted, begging the decrepit, decomposing children to move out of my way. Do you mean the tall lady? She didn't want us to play with you, Rick. One of them finally responded from inside the living room. I barged my way through the kids towards the room, and when I was confronted with my mother, laid out on the floor, pulled apart by the children, I fell to the floor in shock. The one who had responded just stood there, smiling at me, pointing at my decimated mother. Despite the extensive injuries, I recognized him. It was Kieran, sporting the same mocking smile he had in life. What's wrong, Rick? Don't you want to play? Another voice called from behind me. I noticed the dead children start to get closer to me, lots of them taking footsteps in my direction, including Kieran. I thought about options. I could run to the phone to try and call for help, or I could run to my room and hide. When I saw how many of them were in between me and the phone, I picked the latter. I might not have, if I'd have known just how many would be littering the hallway, the stairs, and even my room. Hey, can I just use the toilet? We can play after. I anxiously asked the few that were inside the bathroom. They happily did as I asked, and I locked myself inside. It wasn't long before they started knocking. They knocked for hours. I had no idea what to do. My entire house was crawling with corpses, my mum was dead, and I was responsible for five more deaths the day before, and I still had one wish to go. Day became night and the children persisted, begging me to come and play with them. I finally decided there was only one thing that I could do. Confront the genie. I was still just about small enough to fit through the window in my bathroom and was grateful that it led to the back garden. As I dangled down above my conservatory, I imagined how much that drop would hurt if I couldn't hold on. I eased myself down carefully using the gutter, and did the same again to reach the ground. Looking back, it's lucky I was so small or I'd have crashed into a certain death. It was the middle of the night and the sky was littered with stars. I thought how much the genie must like that view compared to the blinding sunlight of the day. I know it isn't tomorrow, but please, you have to help me, genie. I waited for a while, with no voice echoing up the stone tube. I'd almost lost hope when it bellowed. Ha! Got a problem this time, kid. Are you not enjoying your new friends? I wanted normal friends, not ones that would kill people. That isn't what you asked for. You know that's what I meant. My mum's dead. You said that if I didn't make the wish, she'd die, but they killed her anyway. They aren't my friends. As I spoke, hundreds of eyes watched me from every window of the house. There was another moment or two of silence. Alright, kid, I've had my fun. Sorry about the shit I've put you through. Tell you what, it's midnight. Wanna make your last wish now? I'm sure you've learned to be more specific about what you want. Looking up at the starry sky, I could think of only one wish that could solve the plethora of problems I'd created. One way to erase what I'd already done and any further damage. I wish I was never born. I should have realized by then that no wish the genie in the well granted was executed the way I wanted. In fact, I doubt he was a genie at all. I just wanted my mum, my dad, and all those kids to live, even if they had been awful to me. After a brilliant flash of light, I was shrouded in nothing but impossibly deep darkness. I thought at the time that maybe that was what happened when you died, but I was wrong. I only realized how wrong I was when I noted the small circle of stars directly above me in the blackness. Thanks, kid. You granted my wish, the familiar raspy voice said, my own face appearing over me before the circle of stars. I tried to speak, but I couldn't. You wished you were never born. 
I can't turn back time, kid, so I switched with you. It was the only way to grant your wish. I was never born. Enjoy your life in the dark. <laughs> I silently screamed for hours as my, uh, his body disappeared. I had no idea what my new form looked like, if I would ever eat or sleep again, if I would die there. All I knew was dark. Years passed. Years of thick darkness, with just the circle above to indicate night or day. New people moved into the house and occasionally I heard them in the garden. No matter how much I screamed, they couldn't hear me. I've seen so many owners pass through. Recently, a new family moved in, with a boy around the same age I was when I was imprisoned here. Yesterday, he dropped his fancy phone down the well. It's what I'm using now. It wasn't the first time something's hit me down here, but it was the first time anyone's ever heard my cry of pain. Who's down there? Three familiar words. The first inkling of hope I'd had in I don't know how long. I remembered how I felt when I first heard the voice, when I was young and innocent and believed in the idea of wishes were magic, and I used it. I'm not the monster he was. I didn't laugh or mock. I truly felt bad exploiting a child's wonder just like mine had been years prior. I was just desperate. But he's going to wish he was never born when I'm done. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Tom. Don't forget to check out Sleepless Readings on YouTube to hear these stories first. And as always, stay sleepless.